No, it says we're streaming live. Woohoo! Thank you, Shauna, for setting this up. Hi, everybody. I'm Crystal Jensen, owner and operator of Mindful Expressions here in Kelowna, BC. And I'm so excited to come on today and talk to you a little bit about myself, about my business, and uh, what we do here in the community. So if you're jumping on and you can see my face, give me a little heart, give me a like. I love hearts. I love likes. And if you're catching this on the replay, just hit hashtag replay so I know that you're here. So I wanted to come on today and just talk a little bit about the program that I'm currently running here and uh, what we do and what we're doing online as well. And uh, hopefully you can kind of tune in. And if you have children, if you don't have children, or if you're a parent or an educator, uh, this message is also for you. So I'm Crystal, I'm owner and operator of Mindful Expressions, and I teach a early learning center here in Kelowna, BC, where we teach children mindfulness, meditation, self-regulation, self-love activation, and I'm really inspired to share my message and the things that we do in the center, because you too might be able to connect with a little bit uh, with this as well. So throughout the day, we offer our program. It runs from 8.45 to 2.15. And we have two class times. We have an 8.45 to 11.15 and 11.45 to 2.15. And we also have the full, you know, more like a junior K. But we are a play-based center here. So we love to learn through play. Now we have our concepts of our curriculum where, you know, we introduce certain things with the children, have them comfortable with holding a pen, writing their names and stuff. But we learn a lot through play. So we don't send home our worksheets. We actually learn about the letter A is adventure and we go on adventures and we learn about apples and we learn about certain things where we have a deeper understanding to the connection of learning. Now, throughout this practice, the message that I would love to share with each and every one of you as I was a burnt out educator. And, you know, some of you might have heard my story before when I was running a 10 hour a day program. I had eight children all by myself, and right now I'm actually, you know, coming to you from the calm room, so if you hear the children out there, I do have a support staff working with them, but sometimes it gets a little loud, but I was burnt out. I was coming home to my own three children, I was sputtering out, and I recognized that this wasn't actually healthy and happy for me. So I actually was able to incorporate some of these daily practices, having that enriched learning, being able to regulate while I educated through my day, through breath work, through self-meditation, through self-regulation. And as educators, we can feel that burnout. As parents, you know, we can feel that burnout. And it's important to have that connection and awareness inside. So as we move through the day with the children and we're standing in the mirror, we're doing our superpower poses and we're doing our I am statements and we're really connecting with ourselves. The beauty of that is that we too get to have that underlining um, connection within our body, that mind body connection. So my message to you is if you're feeling burnt out, if you're out there, you're a parent, you're a caregiver, you're an adult, and you're in your home and you've got children, it's this pandemic and people are just crazy all around. When we spend time connecting with ourselves, and I mean, sometimes you couldn't find a quiet space in my house. You'd find me hiding in the bathroom, right? If I'm in the center, you'll see me starfishing on the ground and I'm playing this game where the children are putting stones all over my body so that I can have a moment of peace and quiet just to take that deep breath. Even though there's loudness going on around me, I can just sit in that for a moment and have that beautiful reset. So we're in the center. You know, I'm now well balanced. I'm focusing in on my own awareness. I'm doing these mindful practices with the children. They're loving them. We're doing our breath work. And as an educator, 
I can take that deep breath. It's not, oh, in 10 minutes, it's mindful time. No, it's actually integrated throughout our day. And I want to be able to share this with the world. I am sharing this with the world and being able to take the program out in 2021 to do center integrations here in Kelowna. Stay tuned for information about that because we are super, super excited to connect with you and, and bring this, you know, out into the community. So I wanted to share some of my props because I absolutely love these guys. And then we'll go into and talk about uh, some of the online stuff that we have going right now. So this is <laughs> Superman Dave. And if you have tuned into it on Facebook, it's called the Mindful Play Community. And it is a interactive, um, you know, kind of a hub that I've created where I come on, I do circle Saturdays. So if you have young children, you can tune in and you can meet our, our little characters. Uh, this one's Super Dave. Hi, THXXL. Hi, Super Dave. How are you? Da, 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 da. It's his little theme, theme song. Super Dave, what do you come and teach us? Well, I teach everybody how to be strong in their words. And we like to do poses. And well, you know, <laughs> yes, you like your tongue being squeaked, don't you? What else do you teach us? Well, I teach my friends that it's okay to be shy and it's okay to be scared. And, you know, when we focus on our thoughts, then sometimes we can reshape them just by thinking different things. Wow, that's great, Super Dave. Okay, so that's Super Dave. So he'll come in, we'll do superpower poses, we'll look in the mirror, we'll do a lot of mirror work with Super Dave. And let's be real, I mean, I'm a fun animated teacher, some you know children think I'm kind of like the class clown a little bit. Um, but the puppets, they listen to the puppets. Go figure, right? Okay. Here's another one. This one is Mr. Mustachio. So he comes out and likes to teach us breath work. So normally Mr. Mustachio comes out and he's like this. So hello, Mr. Mustachio. Hi, hmm. Mr. Mustachio. What's happening with your body? I'm, I'm, I'm scared. Oh, it's okay to be scared. So he comes out with different emotions. We talk about emotions. <laughs> It's actually really fun for me to play. As you can tell, I'm loving what I'm doing. So we'll say to the children, oh, friends, what's happening to Mr. Mustachio's body? And they'll say, oh, he's kind of silly. Okay, can we make a silly body too? And if you're scared and sometimes our body shakes, and we'll stop him for a moment, uh, what can we do to support Mr. Mustachio? So we ask Mr. Mustachio, you know, what could we do to support you? And a lot of the times he works on breath work. So the, the friends would say, take a deep breath. So we'll go, Ah, with Mr. Mustachio, we'll do another breath. Ah, and it calms our bodies down. So when we talk about Mr. Mustachio, how is your body feeling now? I feel more calm. And is it okay to feel sad? Yes, it's okay to feel sad and happy at the same time. We'll go through emotions. So these puppets really help. We do have a few more. This is Singing Surge. He comes out and I have a couple more. These puppets are from the puppet company. And before the pandemic, um, well, I guess not before, but in March, I wrote the company saying, hey, listen, we use these in our center. We actually want to bring them online. 
can we have your blessing? And they wrote me back saying, absolutely love what you're doing. And even talking about it, I get goosebumps. And they said, um, here, what's your address? And they, they sent me a whole bunch more. So I have, you know, a monster puppet that we haven't named yet. We have like this professor. She's got really quirky glasses. We haven't named her yet. Oh, and I have another adventure puppet. Her name's Trixie and she likes to come out on outdoor adventures. So on the mindful play community, you can look it up on Facebook. It is a private group. Um, it's not linked to mindful expressions. We've just kind of kept it to the side as far as like finding it. But if you need support with an invite or finding it, let me know. These puppets come on every Saturday. I do some pre-recording and then I post them out and I've just launched a YouTube channel. Uh, for replays because in the mindful play community those um, are just up for a week and then we take them down and uh, we load them up on the YouTube channel so I also love to bring in like different techniques for the children and again the message is if you're a parent or an adult or an educator you can be doing these exercises with the children so I just got these from the dollar store you know, little mirrors um, where we can do some of our mirror work, but I bring in different shapes for shape breathing. You know, some of you might be um, familiar with the box breathing, you know, doing some intentional breathing with the children really helps them understand that mind body connection can reduce anxiety. And as an educator, as we're sitting there and the room is just crazy and the children are just on a whole different vibration, it's important to check in with yourself. It's important to check in with the room too. And if you want to bring the energy down, there's different things that we can do. So um, this, I don't know if you can tell I'm passionate or like, I got so many little toys to share. Um, this is my Zen energy. And I know some of the educators in the community are starting to implement some of these calm practices into their day, which I absolutely love. And if the room is just getting a little bit, you know, I would say wild, I just start playing this. And it's interesting because during circles, the children will connect with themselves. I can just hear it. I'll play it. We play a little game where they'll say freeze or I'll just play it and they'll just stop. It's almost like, I don't want to reference it to a, to a dog whistle, but like when you play something and all of a sudden they, they freeze, right? And they can hear it. And as we move through and they gain practice, we've always been playing this game where when you hear the bell and you're listening and you're attentively listening to the bell, when you don't hear it anymore, you put your hand on your head. So we, we play it like this. Take a deep breath in and out, and we listen. And when we don't hear it anymore, we put our hands on our heads. So that connection of sound, right? We're being mindful. We're focusing in on one thing, our breath, and then we're focusing in on the sound. And the whole room shifts. Now, my center is a little bit smaller. It's in my basement. And uh, sometimes, you know, we're outside a lot. So we bring in a lot of nature with the children. We connect with nature. We go out, we explore the trees. We lean against the trees. We do a lot of earthing with our friends. And what I found is by bringing the nature into the center, you're bringing in those natural elements. That's also helping the children regulate. It's helping them appreciate our world, Mother Earth, those types of things. But there's always this deeper underlining of um, awareness that's happening. Um, what else did I bring here for today? <laughs> this is one of my go-tos, the Hoberman sphere, which some of you can relate to. So we talk about having air in our belly and breathing and exhaling. 
And I'll make sure that um, I have some more information posted soon on my website, which is um, mindfulexpressions.co, where you can find links to the YouTube videos, links to some of these talks. Um, and, you know, we do a lot of uh, the Hoberman's sphere during our circle time as well. So where is this program heading? How can you get involved? Um, currently in the Mindful Play community, I've been polling the group and finding out a lot of parents have been reaching out. I had done a Tame Your Trigger Challenge, which we recognized some triggers that are happening in our body, um, bringing parents and adults and educators through first focusing on what's happening in our surroundings. There's trigger trackers, certain things that were included in that challenge. And, you know, day two was awareness of, you know, what's happening with our emotions. Where are we feeling this in our body and then moving through you know some strategies with some breath work um, and getting really quiet with our thoughts so in the group we decided I decided to open up my my phone line uh, for connection calls and it went crazy my schedule was filling up super quick so I've closed my calendar off and offered some parent group sessions so there's a parent group zoom that I'm setting up to do more roundtables to connect with the community to find out exactly what you guys are needing out there right now and then also educator roundtables so I encourage you if you're not part of the group to come on in it's free there's no cost for you to come into the membership and I'm doing these complimentary roundtables to learn more based on what's happening in our own uh, community and this is also international so I have people that are coming in from Tennessee I have people from India all over the world from Europe from UK and I've had some really beautiful connection calls but time management is important my time is important like yours so doing it in a group setting is kind of where we're shifting to uh, that also being said um, you know I don't know if you've tuned in um, we did a mindful place summit as well so that was a international summit event in September which was really interesting so I connected with 24 or well, 23 plus myself amazing speakers across the globe and we talked about the importance of mindful early learning and play-based learning so that summit we're going to rerun with new speakers again in the spring so I'm super excited because as you learn something new and it was the first summit I've ever put on and kind of stretched myself out there and um, learned so so much based on this experience so stay tuned for that now I wanted to just kind of bring things back a little bit to myself because as we talked about it before that I was a, a burnt-out educator a burnt-out parent I recognized that certain things weren't working uh, working out for me and my results were showing me I was sputtering at home I just wasn't happy um, I was holding a lot of fear in my body I had a lot of pain in my body and when I decided to make uh, a decision for myself and shift everything that was happening around me and shift everything that was happening inside of me I decided that I had to get clear on my thoughts so I actually work with a mentor in town uh, in Kelowna, Tara Pilling, and we study Thinking Into Results, which is a Proctor Gallagher program. So Tara works directly with Bob Proctor, who's a, a world leader in human potential. And this has been the greatest shift for me to really connect with my thoughts. Everything else is aligning. I know I have, you know, the mindful practices that are happening and, and my goals and my visions to bring this out into the community, which is happening. Um, but coming back to the thoughts and these two really pair nicely together because as educators and parents we can sit in the overwhelm and we can sit in the chaos but what I've learned from Tara is I knew a lot of this stuff that she's mentoring and teaching in this material that I'm studying 
But she said to me, Crystal, are you actually doing it? You know this, absolutely, but are you doing it? And that to me was the moment where I thought, you know what? You're right. I'm not doing the practice. I'm not spending time investing in myself. You know, maybe you can relate and, and, and also, um, you know, maybe a hand up or a like if you have felt kind of, oh, I'm unheard or I'm not feeling supported around the house or my children aren't listening to me. And what I had recognized is those things that were happening and I was feeling was all based around my thoughts about it. And the moment I invested in myself, started making decisions for myself, recognizing that everything that was happening around me was a direct reflection of what was happening inside of me. So I started making decisions for myself. I changed my program from a 10 hour a day program you know, two shorter days were only open Monday to Thursday so that I could honor what was happening inside of me. Also making those decisions to invest time within myself. So if I'm not investing time and energy in my own self or my own professional development and personal development, then how can I feel appreciated and supported by other people if I'm not feeling appreciated and supported for myself? So that has been a major shift. And now stepping into mentoring educators, mentoring parents, and being there as a support system just to be heard. A lot of these folks are out there just feeling a little bit lost, unheard. So having that sounding board and really teaching you know, them through practices to connect with self, spend time in silence, just find that quiet spot. If it's under the stairs, if it's in the closet, setting a little timer to just be silent. But the more you connect with yourself, the better it is that you can connect with others around you. And we know our days can be full. So sometimes adding on that extra thing is an extra thing, but when we learn to integrate it into our world, I can now sit here with eight children, you know, running around me and I can just slightly close my eyes in a bit of a gaze and take that moment to breathe, take that moment to have that silence. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not perfect. There's no judgment. Uh, you know, when people trigger and stuff like that, absolutely. But when we can really connect with ourselves and we can have that better understanding that we are the leaders for these children, this future generation. And if we don't get ourselves and our insides right, we just kind of sputter out and give it to them to carry. And that's not fair either. So my goals, aspirations, that it's already done, that I'm out in the community supporting these educators, supporting these centers to bring this practice to support their educators so that there's less burnout, there's less staff turnover, that their educators are regulating while they educate. Like I'm just getting goosebumps talking about it because there's so much passion and desire and understanding that I have been there. There are days where I still need to put cotton balls in my ears because I can feel the sensations happening around me. Maybe it's really loud or certain things are actually triggering and bringing up memories from my own childhood. And that's okay. But recognizing that that's happening inside of us and understanding that we want to create this foundation for our future learners, for these children. So why not do the work with the children? Why not regulate while you educate? Why not do your breath work? You know, when the pandemic happened and our center closed for a little while, I thought, wow, I'm sputtering over a little bit more than normal. And I recognized it was because when I was in the center, I was doing my daily practices for X amount of hours per day. I was constantly in that zone of feeling that and doing the do. So bringing it back to the mindset piece, the mindset, 
the self-regulation, the spending time, the connecting with yourself so that we can then be that version, that version for the children around us where we're not giving them our baggage. We're teaching them these foundational skills, knowing that we have a greater purpose in life. They have a greater purpose in life and allowing them to learn to breathe at a young age, to allowing them to learn to connect with themselves. My children are three, six, and 10. And my oldest just started a youth leadership with Tara and her son. And I'll tell you, it's been amazing. She now has, you know, she sits there and she does a lot of her gratitudes. You know, she was always well-connected, but very sensitive. And it was easy for her to shift her mind into more of the negative downward spiral. And I look back on my parenting when, you know, she was younger, you know, and I look back at parenting my middle son when he was younger and my now three-year-old. And I could see the stages of my own development through my parenting styles. So it's been very interesting because I am too learning through the messages of my oldest daughter. So, you know, if it's self-image, certain things where we've been working for the last three years in the mirror, doing mirror work. And the other day, um, one of my other uh, mentors, um, Leah Morrison, said to me, she said, Crystal, you know, we focus on our I am statements and we focus on this and we focus on that. But if we shift it to focusing on the effort and I thought, wow, you know, we always say, okay, did you try your best? Awesome. That's what matters. But instead of saying, did you try your best? We could reshape the way we speak to our children and say, you know what makes you smart? What makes you smart is that you tried your best, right? Or they'll shape the way that they say things because maybe they're like, oh, I can't do it. I'm stupid. It's like, whoa, let's talk about that for a moment. What story are you telling yourself right now? So that piece of that story allows the children to expand. So, you know, my son the other day asked to play Lego and it was getting late and we did some reading and we said, okay, you know what, bud, we'll do some Lego tomorrow. And he just broke down. And my old self could have triggered and thought, okay, you know what, he's just not listening. But what I did was I said, what story are you telling yourself right now? And he said, I'm telling myself that you don't love me anymore because you don't have time to play Lego tonight. And I said, wow, is that, do you feel that that story is true? And he said, yes. And it allowed us to kind of move down that path of discussion and, and really connecting and, and allowing to reshape that story because, you know, all the time, I know my hands are up, maybe your hands are up. There's stories that we tell ourselves and we can live in that story, or we can recognize that that's a story that we are telling ourselves and we can reshape the story to a more positive. So I can't believe I've been talking for 20 minutes, but I'm going to leave you with <laughs> one more scenario um, today where this might help reshape some of your thoughts. So let's just say we have a circumstance and I talked about this in your came your trigger challenge, but I'm going to talk about it again because it's a new group here. And so we have a circumstance, right? Your children are sitting in front of the TV or your spouse or your partner, whatever. And you are in another room or you're in the same room and you're, you're just like, Hey guys, it's time to turn off the TV and nobody answers, right? Give me a thumbs up, a yes down below. Let me know. Does that happen to you? And right away, in your mind, you're just like, well, I'm unhurt. Like, does anybody listen to me? Anybody hear me? Like I asked you guys to turn off the TV, right? The story that we're telling ourselves, eh, no one's listening to me. So we go from a circumstance into our thoughts. Okay. So then from our thoughts, we get into the response. So that could be just like, you know what? Mom said it's time to turn off the TV. Hey, anybody listening to me? You know, and then the result or the reaction right? And the reaction result always, always references back to the circumstance and reinforces it. So it's 
let's agree it's not the most positive pathway, right? But now we're going to reshape our thoughts and we're going to change the pattern to another direction. So same circumstance, you know, they're sitting in front of the TV and you're like, hey, <laughs> time to turn off the TV. No response. Nope. Ah, I'm going to switch my thought. Maybe they didn't hear me or I'm in the other room. So I'm going to move my body, move your body in front of them. Hey, mom asked to turn off the TV. Nobody responded. And I asked a qualifying question. Did you hear me? And I'm like, oh, no, I didn't hear you. <laughs> like, okay. And then, yeah, we'll turn it off. They turn off the TV. So if you notice, then the response and the result is a lot more positive because I'm not internalizing the story. I'm thinking a little bit of a different way saying, okay, you know what? Let me ask you, did you hear me say that? And I ask a qualifying question because when we ask a qualifying question, it could be as simple as what story are you telling yourself? Or you ask a qualifying question, did you hear me? Or what do you actually mean by that question? It allows us to reshape the circumstance and the thought and the remainder of the response and the result is more positive. It's more with ease. So we talk about, you know, if we're reacting or if we're responding. So I just wanted to leave that with you today and I encourage you to come join the Mindful Play community, stay connected. And if you want to learn more or you want to get on a connection call, please, please, please let me know. Some parents don't like the group idea. Some parents want more one-on-one -on -one connection. I am here. I'm just so excited to be a part of Balanced Wellbeing. Thank you, Shana, for allowing me always to come on and, and share my story. And uh, I look forward to connecting with you guys. Drop your questions or send me a private message and I'll do my best to respond to each and every one of you. So much love.